1: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: We've had some spurts of like, and it looks similar to what we were thinking about. Then,
2: then you have a, a negative or you have a zero or a gain and you go back and you watch it and you see it on the
0: sideline and you're like, man, we can't do that. You have to, we have to be perfect. We have, you know, our goal is to be perfect on every rep, every play. You know, win every rep.
2: All right. Well, we are inside the locker room today. Good day, everybody in Steelers Nation. And uh, we are we are joined by, of course, the illustrious and loquacious one, Wesley Euler, <laughs> uh, stepping in for our compadre, uh, Craig Wolfley, today. And, um, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to play – A clip from pat meyer because first of all we don't get to hear pat meyer talk that often so when you get a bye week and coaches are available you want to hear from them you want to see uh you know things from their mind because i know that's been a question for for everyone me included i'm sure you as well wes is where is this run game we had we we saw this run game you know kind of unveiled in the preseason and it's kind of sputtered you know it hasn't mm-hmm. quite been consistent hasn't been that you know that driving force that we thought it was going to be this season thus far through five games and so you know with Pat Meyer talking about it, I mean it, it is one that I've seen Wes and when we look at it, it it's it's something that I think is a necessity I mean especially since we're judging grading asking waiting wanting to see Jalen Warren Najee Harris and and how they do and you know, you see how each one of them kind of has their moments um, and, and what they want to do, but sometimes you're getting hit in the backfield. And then the other times you are springing free on a 17 or 20-yard run. Right. So where were we at with it? And I think that's something that in, the off, in, in this off week has been something that we're like, okay, if there's something to improve upon, that, that's, a, that's a key one that I think we need to, to, to get better than where we are right now.
0: I completely agree, Max. I think, you know, a lot of what woes this offense right now can be cured by getting that run game going. The offensive line, Najee, Jalen, continuing to build upon what we've seen. You know, I was uh, watching Good Morning Football this morning, Max, and they said this statistic, they said this fact, and I did kind of one of those double take, like head spin, like that can't be right. And then I thought about it. There's two teams in the NFL that through five weeks do not have a rushing touchdown yet this season. The Minnesota Vikings and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that just kind of, again, like stopped me, made me do one of those, wait a second, that can't be right type things. And then you're racking your brain and you're like, well, wait, yeah, that, that is right. Um, you know, from everything that we saw in training camp, everything that we saw in preseason and the messaging to go with it. As well, too. Right. A revamped offensive line, a process that started a year ago when you brought in Mason Cole and James Daniels. And then you go out and you sign Isaac Sayamalu, kind of the the biggest name free agent guard available. Then you move up in the draft and use a first round pick on a tackle as well, too. Um, It was both ways in the Steelers actions and in, again, the messaging and, and everything we heard throughout training camp. We want to run the football. We're going to be able to run the football. That's going to be the identity of this offense. We're going to play off of that. That's going to allow us to use play action, hit big shots downfield, all those different things. It's going to open up the middle of the field for our talented tight ends. Um, And that just hasn't come to fruition yet. And so, you know, you can kind of look at it. It's, It's a little bit what we did yesterday, I think, Max. You can look at some of these shortcomings and say, hey, You're still three and two. You've still found ways. Now's the time when you start getting all this moving in the right direction and then you can really take off. But yeah, I think, you know, we can talk about the play of Kenny Pickett. We can talk about a couple of the things with the defense. We can talk about getting guys like Cam Hayward and Deontay Johnson back. But uh, back half of the season, I know it's technically not the halfway point yet, right? But rest of the season, um, I think if you really want to get where you're trying to go, you have to get this run game going.
2: No, you're absolutely right, and, you know, I'll throw in also, this is a team right now, we're averaging 15.8 points a game, which is good enough for, I believe, 30th, if not 31st, yeah, in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, So, you know, so I, th- I think it is right up the uh, the alley is that, man, you know, you think about how far gone we are removed from those touchdowns in the preseason. that came on the ground, whether it was the Anthony McFarlane scamper, you know, for 17 yards in Tampa Bay or the 62 yarder against the bills by Jalen Warren. Right. I mean, you start thinking about, you're like, Oh man, this is going to happen in bunches. And we have not had it so far. And that, that, that is crazy. But you also think about, you know, when you look back on the five weeks, how often we were in the red zone. Wasn't, wasn't that often. Correct. Um, and so it's one of those things that when we did score, you know, it was a little bit further away. Um, <laughs> and that that is something that has to be – it has to get fixed. It has to be. And I think there's going to be some good opportunities moving forward um, over the next couple of weeks um, when you look ahead to L.A., when you look ahead to Jacksonville. Uh, you hope that we can finally get that, you know, kind of kind of besmirched off the list of bugaboos, yes. you know, yeah, who wants who wants to be in a category of Minnesota? Um, not me. The way they're playing this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not not I. Not I said said, said the Max. <laughs> um, you know, but but when you do look at it, I mean, there's promise there in moments, right? I mean, there's there's an opportunity to to just bust one open, but it's it comes down to the blocking scheme, and I think that's why I also played Pat Meyer. You know, talking about you have to be perfect on on these plays and there's opportunities there, but you can't can't turn a middle backer loose in the A-gap in a run play. Regardless of wherever the run's going, you cannot let the middle backer just run through the A-gap. Like, he's an accounted for guy in the blocking scheme. And you can't have a double team and then both of you decide to go to the linebacker, you leave the D-tackle wide open right? I mean, these are the things that kind of are just little things, and they're more so performance issues, because I see what the schematic is, and at the end of the day, you can blame coaches only so far before you have to put that accountability on the players and their communication um, with the group, and that's why I'll be interested to see you know how the health goes, because we've been missing James Daniels the last couple of weeks. Nate Herbig's been in there at right guard, and like you said, Dan Moore is down, so Broderick Jones got his first start in earnest. Right. Uh, but I mean he played pretty much the entire game in Houston as well. Uh, albeit what two maybe two, maybe three series he missed uh, at the beginning of the game. So, you know, you've got guys playing in these positions that have been here all training camp, all offseason. And they've been they've been on the squad the first, you know, the None of these guys are new, is what I'm trying to say. Right, right. Yeah, and so you want so you want to see some cohesion, and I feel we'll probably get James Daniels back after the bye. I wonder if further shuffling is 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 uh, necessitated. Sure. Because trying to find the best five guys to put on on the field, because yeah, what what we have right now, it's. It's frustrating, and 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 it's it's been like what late starts I feel like for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wes, when we look at it, like second half is when we start feeling feeling. And uh, feeling it, good. it
0: really does seem like the third quarter, of the offensive line figures it out. But you know, and that's there's something to be said for that. But you're right, we need that from the jump.
2: Yeah, we we've we've got to have faster starts, you know. And listen, I'm not going to be facetious and say, hey, we need an opening drive touchdown. You know, because now we're kind of back in that category that we were in last year, right? <laughs> Can't put points on the board. I yeah, would like an opening know, drive touchdown. I mean, yeah, yeah. Listen, on the Christmas list wish of things, I mean, opening drive touchdowns up there in the top five, but I would definitely I would definitely say just, just being fast out the gates as an offense is right up there, you know. Yeah. I don't don't want to be too greedy and ask for a touchdown, but I would like opening drive points actually to see a lead at the beginning of a game. You know what I'm saying? That would be really nice.
0: You know, uh, that would be very nice. And you know what would be, I mean, just what might even open things up for this team even more? Like rightfully so. We've talked a lot about this defense. This defense has been talked a lot about in NFL circles and media and national shows and things like that, right? Um, I mean, on – On ESPN yesterday, they had a topic on a couple of their shows. Where would the Steelers be without T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith? And most people's answers was one and four, you know? Um, And so, with that, with how, you know, at times Herculean the defense has been, what we saw after the first quarter against Baltimore, what we saw the entire performance against Cleveland, what we saw most of the game, you know, three interceptions, three takeaways against Las Vegas and the Raiders out there in the desert Max, imagine what this defense could do if they were playing with a lead from the jump as well, too, right? That's kind of the other thing of this for me. Yeah, the offense needs it for their own confidence, for their own just ability to score points and get in a rhythm and all those different things. But this defense has been really good either playing from behind or kind of, you know, on level pegging in a in a tie game or a three-point game or something like that. Imagine if you could come out and give this defense a, a seven-point lead, a 10-point lead. Uh I shudder to say a 14-point lead, you know, in the first quarter. Whoa whoa
2: whoa. Know, whoa whoa. I okay, okay, sorry. That. Sorry. Sorry. Slow slow, one, slow that down. One slow. Christmas one 14? Christmas
0: item at a time.
2: Yes, exactly. Come on now. You you can't just hit Santa up with everything. I but, mean, the elves the elves need time to work, uh, you know. But you, you know
0: what I'm saying. I mean, there is there for a defense like the Steelers that is particularly predicated on attacking the quarterback and attacking the football. They've done a great job of that while playing from behind and and you know not having teams as unpredictable of situations. I think is the best way to put it imagine if they could pin their ears back with a lead and really cut that thing loose. I mean, you might see this defense even take it to another level as well, too. It's all part of that ecosystem that, that is a football team, right? The offense affects the defense, the defense affects the offense, the special teams, all these things. The Steelers' defense has been great for, you know, in large part. They, they struggled against Houston without a doubt. They had their struggles against San Francisco in the home opener. But in three out of the five games, man, they have been very good and very solid particularly against Cleveland and Baltimore, where you don't win without those defensive efforts. Imagine what they could do if they were playing with a lead, you know, for, for the majority of the game. Um, they could even take it to another level. And I think that's a, another potential exciting thing if this offense can get moving is that that's only going to help your defense as well too.
2: No, you're, I mean, you're spot on and, and, and not one lie told there um, as far as how different it is. And I think also when you throw in the other two games – there were opportunities in those other two games in San Francisco and Houston. We just didn't seize them as an offense right where you have to kind of you have to kind of punch them when, when the guard's down and you have to ca- catch that pock shot and try to see if you can swell the eye you know <laughs> you know the, the overhand cross might just land and, and might just give you an opportunity to give you some life, but it does come back to the offense and that rhythm that is created by an offense. And when you're dominating, I mean, you think about just time of possession. I mean, we, I think we might've, we might've dominated or at least took the lead in time of possession, maybe one game this year.
0: I think, I think that's right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think that, I think that was like Las Vegas. Maybe? I was going to say I think, Vegas. Yeah. I think yeah. So. Vegas was the one game and we saw how, Decisive things were looking and even how much more dynamic the offense, you know, was and and and, and then you see the defense getting after Jimmy G after the fact um, because they were playing with a lead. And so I, I think I think you're right on track is that it would be nice. Now, the, the point totals of how far a lead I'll take any lead. <laughs> I, I'll, 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 I'll take a one-point lead, a two-point lead, a three-point lead, any type of lead um, for a majority of the game where we feel like we're in control and defense is getting us the ball back and we're converting those opportunities into points because one of the things that I was taught you know, long ago with Bruce Arians back when he was my offensive coordinator for the Steelers. Yeah, good old B.A. That's right. Right, Kangol caps and uh, Crown Royal, love them. Uh, But you know, it was, you know, the metric on if you won or not is points per time of production was what was what we always had as one of our standard matrix Mm matrix. And if you had and could account for at least one point per minute of possession. You were on track as an offense interesting and and that's and that's how it was so I mean obviously you know if you're dominating time of possession, you're up there in the 30s, you know 30s seem like seem like a uh, seem like a well wish right now <laughs> to get 30 points on the board like that but um I, th- I think it's still something that you always strive and shoot for. I think it is a really timely metrics because when you think about it, imagine if you are scoring one point per. Well, you're gonna be at minimum, you're gonna be averaging over twenty points a game, first and foremost. Sure. Which would be a nice change from uh from where we're at right now at fifteen point eight points a game. But it also lets you know, hey, we're on schedule, we're converting third downs, right? Because we're keeping drives alive. We're also driving the ball across the fifty-yard line. We and we know that get the ball across the fifty, preferably the forty at least. And Chris Boswell's been pretty, been, been money this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So we know that you're, 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 you're secured and almost getting at least three points. Um, but getting across the 50 is most important and getting onto the plus side of the field to be able to drive that conversation, be able to have those type of opportunities. But as I learned long ago, Wes, and, <laughs> you know, as you're around me a lot more and you're less around moats. You understand that the offensive line is the heartbeat of the team, no doubt. It's, it's not, you know, the de- defense is great. Defense is uh, that th- those those are the paddles, you know. When somebody's about to give you that, that little defibrillator, you know what I'm saying? The AD <laughs> shock—that's what de- defense is—the shock to the system. Uh, and and they're supposed to be the shock troops of the team. Sure, but that rhythm, that cadence, that base, that drum, that drum march, right? You know, when you see like the old war movies, you know, you had a little drummer boy, like that's what the offensive line is. They're keeping rhythm. They're keeping cadence and keeping pace for the entire team because the bet, the longer your offense stays on the field, the more rested your defense is, the more tired the opposing defense gets. And then that also pops your run game. That takes something off of the pass rush, which then of course allows your quarterback to feel freer and move freer in the pocket to make plays. And the offensive line blocking is key to running back succeeding. It's key to receivers getting to their proper depths and getting a ball delivered to them on time and in a favorable location to have yards after the catch. Like everything stems from how that offensive line does. And I think for Pat Meyer, that's figuring out, A, what what's, what's my health status with my guys – because I'm down two starters right now from opening day and what's the progression of those guys behind them and how they're fitting in with those guys to understand what do I have available at my disposal so that I can continue to work, to find the best five to put out on the field and the best five that work together. It's not necessarily the most gifted group, right? Sure. Uh, Of individuals, but it's the most cohesive group of individuals. And that's where the chemistry really kind of changes from and from 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 finding just the best players in a lot of positions on a team versus the teamwork the teamwork of an offensive line is kind of an outlier in a lot of professional sports oh, absolutely yeah to a degree you have to communicate but to have five guys that must work in coordination with each other every single play you know the analogy always goes The the temptations. Five temptations, one mic, right? (laughs) You know, or one band, one sound, or one orchestra, one sound. Right. Like it's the one that must consistently be there. And if you don't have the five fingers turn into a fist, well then you break fingers. Because imagine, you know, if you have a a finger sticking out and you're trying to punch somebody, (laughs) it's a lot easier to break that finger. But if it's a fist, don't tuck
0: your don't tuck your thumb in, right? do
2: never tuck your thumb never tuck your thumb thank you thank you thumb has to be free but attached
0: i still you know remember i still yeah. remember my grandpa telling me that when i was a kid
2: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like yeah yeah this isn't thumb war this is like a little safety hole you know when you're playing with your friends and they create rules when they can't beat you um but no you you're you're absolutely yeah.
0: right like i've i've always felt that you know, I guess you could say this. I'm sure if you and I racked our brain of, of all the different, you know, sports and everything, we could find a, a unit, I guess, that you could say the same thing about. But certainly as it relates to NFL circles, and again, I think really across all of sports, but without fact-checking that for a second, there's not a unit that can be greater than the sum of their parts like an offensive line. You, you know, you yeah. you can have those five guys on the same page as the fists together And, man, they can perform at at levels that are greater than any single individual. I I don't know if you can say that about other units across the NFL, about other units across sports. There is such a, a collective cohesiveness because, again, I mean, even on something like the defensive line, right, you're still subbing guys out. You're still rotating. You're still keeping guys fresh. Uh, on the offensive line it's your five guys and unless someone gets hurt right you're not you're not tapping your helmet and going to the sideline for two plays because you need a blow um, it is a cohesive unit that I think again really has an ability unlike anything else in sports to play above its head to play greater than than the sum of its parts when they're on the same page when that chemistry is on point point. and I think we did see some of that down the stretch last year right with a group that was able to stay healthy together the whole year and, and certainly got better um, they've had some some injury stuff early on this year but maybe post bye week again they can all start to get on that same page.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I think that also when, when you think about talking about the offensive line, remember th- th- there's no individual statistics at that position. You know, everything, <laughs> right. everything, everything, everything is group statistics, and I think that's also what it is. And you can never have less than five offensive linemen on the field. You can add one. You know, we, we we've seen teams that bring in that extra, you know, the jumbo, the jumbo tight end, um, sixth offensive lineman that comes in and plays and. You can add, but you can never really subtract. You can't subtract from it, whereas you can with defense. You know, you could put two D linemen in there for, for a certain subset sure. or have three or have four. Sometimes, heck, you even get in five and six when you get in the goal line and short yardage situations. But you can always I- increase and decrease on those. You cannot decrease below five offensive linemen. That just, that's the way the entire structure Falls apart if you don't, if you don't have that. Right. Because if you, if you have three offensive linemen, you're in a bad day. That is a bad <laughs> no day for anybody. No doubt. Um, I like that. St- yeah, so. I
0: like it. You're right though. I mean, there is no real way to judge. I mean, I guess pancake blocks. Right. But that's, I mean, that's, that's about subjective it. subjective
2: too. And that, that's subjective too, because yeah. yeah, you know, it's not something that's a tangible stat that gets held on NFL statistics or NFL right. reference. Like that's an individual grade that, you know, you know, Steve in the basement has to go and, uh, has to go and count it for you if you're not <laughs> doing it yourself.
0: <laughs> quick quick story for you here before you go to break. You'll love this. So I mean, you're familiar with the process, right? NFL Hall of Fame induction. You know, some media member from so when it's Troy Polamalu's case to be inducted, you know, some media member, Ed Bouchette, Dale Lawley, gets up in front of everybody who votes and makes the case for that guy, right? So yeah. Dale Dale was telling me, um, you know when when tony baselli went into the hall of fame like they they they're trying to get fanica in uh you know ed had tried and failed dale had tried and failed um, and when it was, you know, time for what, I guess it would have been the, the Jacksonville person, right. Going for, for Tony, yeah. for Tony Baselli, um, said, you know, and in his entire NFL career, he was only called for six holding penalties. The, his entire NFL career. And Dale was like around the room. There was like an audible, like, <gasps> like, wow, like that's crazy. Only called for holding six times. Wow. So Dale goes, so next year, when I went back to get Allen in again, I look it up. He was only called for holding penalties four times in his NFL career. So I go back and I'm like, yeah, Alan played longer and he only had four penalties and he had more team success. There's your statistic. Get this guy in the Hall of Fame.
2: <laughs> Love it. I mean, but it, but it is true. It, it's like because and also for Tony was it like he played such a short time. Like you, you know what? Actually, he only got six. I'm looking. Yeah.
0: I'm looking at it now. I flipped it around. It was Steve Hutchinson. Sorry, because Baselli went in after Allen. So yeah, it was, I was about to say it was I, Steve Hutchinson. I, I, I was wondering. Yeah. Yep. It was twelve I was say, Tony seasons. Buscelli
2: probably still didn't get in.
0: <laughs> right, and because Baselli, I think, only played like seven years. Right. So yeah, um, he played a short amount of time. I'm looking. It was Steve Hutchinson, six holding penalties in twelve seasons, and everyone was like, "Oh my goodness, like that's crazy." Only only once every other year was he was he called. For and then and then Dale comes in and goes yeah thirteen seasons for Alan Faneca only four times was he called for a holding penalty mic drop
2: and that means every three years that he might have gotten called for one mic yeah exactly all right put
0: this man in I'm out <laughs> he said Dale Dale said for so he was the one who did it for Troy too Dale was and he said literally yeah. he went to the front of the room and was like guys. It's Troy Palomalu. If you don't induct this guy first ballot, I can't go back to Pittsburgh.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm like, I'm like, c- certain things where it's like, come on, Thomas says, I don't, I don't care about your guy. I'm sure your guy is great, but we all need to agree on this one. the The hair, the hair must flow. I can't go
0: camp. back to Pittsburgh if you make this guy <laughs> yeah. wait a year.
2: Yeah, exactly. No more pierogies and permandies. Okay, if, <laughs> if if I don't get this guy in.
0: i'll be shunned from sharkies every summer
2: yeah exactly exactly what sharkies what fat guy delight we don't get fat guy delight (laughs) oh my goodness all right well we're gonna step aside we'll be back with more inside the locker room here on espn and snr radio
1: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio, presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F 150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh
2: Steelers. All right, back inside the locker room here, and it, it's the bye week edition. It's, uh, you know, not a lot to report right now, <laughs> you know, because. The guys aren't practicing. They they are away. The new CBA uh, denotes that you must have four consecutive days off, and this is day one of four. This is Thursday, so they'll get Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off.
0: Max, can we work uh, that into the uh, the broadcaster CBA? Yeah, yeah. Tr- trust me, trust me. I,
2: I, I've been trying to make amendments since since I got into this business. <laughs> I'm like, listen, their schedule should match my schedule. Like, That's right. I, I should, you know, because I mean, I'm already. working of the week, anyways. You know, yeah. can I can I get a Tuesday off?
0: You know, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe uh you know a random Thursday.
2: Huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because 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 you know, saturday off is uh not really off for me. You know, six out of seven days on the airwaves. Oh,
0: no doubt, no you doubt. Use a, you know, a little little R and R, just a break. Yeah, you know? A little bit. A little, you know, I was laughing our 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 producer for our Steelers game day broadcast, uh, extraordinaire Dan Quinlan. Right, he. Uh, you know he's got a nice setup, Max. When the when the Steelers have a game weekend, right? He gets to work from home on Monday. You know, even yeah, even after a one o'clock home game against the Ravens, where he's home by like six o'clock in the evening, he's like, "Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm, I won't see you tomorrow. I'll see you on Tuesday because I'm I'm working from home, right?" And he always kind of you know twists the knife on me in that regard. But I'm always like, you know what, Dan. When it when March rolls around after the combine, right, and you only see me in the studio like two or three times for the draft from from March till July, all right, we'll see who's laughing. That's when I'll have my revenge, baby.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's it's cry now, laugh later.
0: <laughs> when I get to work from home for four months, Daniel. We'll see who's laughing.
2: Yeah, exact exactly. Except for when we have to, of course, go to Indianapolis and trudge through and get. Giordano's random. randomly. I was going to uh, say if I when, when
0: I get to watch you house an entire deep dish pizza it's that that's worth the trek to Indy.
2: Yeah, that well that and then of course me actually surviving Harry and Izzy's uh cocktail sauce is oh, usually uh, so good. So good. Dude, it is. I, and you know what? Hopefully hopefully we get it again cuz don't we
0: go to Indy again this year? Oh, we sure do. Game? We sure do. It's All one of those right. it's well, one of those TBD ones, you know, at some point in December oh, it's so a flex. so flexed. Yeah, it could yeah. be a Saturday, could be a Sunday, who knows? But yes, we will be in Indianapolis, uh, second week in December, I believe.
2: Yeah, well, hearing is he's still uh, still open on either you, day.
0: You know it, you know it. The best, my yeah. favorite, my favorite with the combine is always like they they, they have the one day where they bring the, the shrimp cocktail and the sauce to Radio Row, right? Yeah, and you get people who have never had it before and don't know what's coming. You know, maybe yeah. it's their first time in Indy or maybe they just never had the shrimp cocktail and you see somebody walking around with just little shrimp hors d'oeuvres, right? Oh, this is fabulous. Middle of the day. Yeah, I could use a, a little shrimp yeah, cocktail. Yeah. yeah. A little
2: shellfish for the day, you know.
0: And then they, they they take the whole thing in one scoop, one bite, and they don't know what's coming. And all of a sudden, about five seconds later, they look like a warhead, right, with the smoke <laughs> pouring out of oh, their ears. Man.
2: Yeah, I mean, they it's are fantastic. beat red in the face and you're just like oh yeah yeah welcome to horseradish town it's it's and,
0: one of the best people watching moments you can have is is uh is is cocktail sauce day on radio row at the combine
2: yeah and, and the best part is when you see like that that one guy that you know you're like okay this this dude looks like a man's man right he's got a beard and everything and then he gets it
0: and he's like oh. Oh, you know, <laughs> doing the hand, like, you know, waving his yeah. hands in front of his mouth, like the it's little like, fan like,
2: yourself it's thing. thing. Yeah, it's, it's like, you cannot, it's not heat. It's not, it's not like an intern. It's not like a physical heat. You can't breathe on it. Like some hot food, like it's cold, but it's so spicy with that horseradish and it just attacks your nostrils. Or you see the guy looking for, looking for like a tissue because his nose is now running. he's His pores have been opened up. Uh, for the next like hour, and you're constantly wiping your nose because you're not prepared for it. It, 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 it you know, it is glorious. It's glorious.
0: It's like you're having a mini sinus attack out there on Radio Row. Yeah, I can't. It do. It's, it's too. open.
2: It's like yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then it's it's like yeah, it's like you realize nah, they also don't serve dairy around here, so that would spice. <laughs> yeah, you got um,
0: you got to walk halfway across the convention center just to get a water.
2: Yeah, exact exactly. But you know what the best thing is is that if you go to the restaurant and you're allowed to have adult beverages, let me preface this: mm-hmm. you do you you do a White Russian with it. You know what I'm saying? You just Do a White Russian.
0: All right, when we go to our when we go to our Steelers family combine dinner, I might have to I might have to steal your move on that one.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying, hey, listen, listen, it's it's open. It's it's open for for your pleasure. Anybody can use it. There's no intellectual property. As long as you are the on, of on age to
0: consume adult beverages, Yeah, as right? long
2: as you are 21 or above, <laughs> you, please feel free. You're welcome for that free advice. Um but where where were we?
0: How I know not something on this? uh schedule how we get on this? combine. how did we even get to in you know what I tell you what, I'm 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 doing the I'm squirrel. doing the I'm doing the wolf thing here, aren't I? Like I'm supposed to exactly. be the, I'm supposed to be the one keeping you on track. Now I'm contributing <laughs> to the problem. Yeah, exactly, squirrel. <laughs> those by, oh, listen, God, those bi week squirrel. squirrels are a different beast too. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know what? That's we were talking about
2: the bye week, and we were we were talking about just kind of where we're at because
0: guys are off, and that's right. That's right.
2: Coaches are away. So that, that that's exactly where we were at. See, look, look, we, it came full circle. And Dan Quinlan circle.
0: and taking his Mondays off, and we get time off after the combine, yes. Yes, that, thank you,
2: thank you. We followed the break comes back, okay. Yeah, <laughs> follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. But, you know, um, I, I think also when we look at this, uh, you know, we, we've talked about kind of health. You know, wish list of health, wish list of who we'd like to see come back. When are they coming back? And then, you know, offensively, and of course, shuffle adjustments. Uh, um, but you know that I think has been a sneaky one that we kind of hadn't been talking about injury wise, but because the replacement is done admirably in his stead. But Presley Harvin, our punter. Presley being injured the last couple of weeks and Brad Wing taking over yeah. for him as uh, as Presley nurses that hamstring because he was kicking very often uh, <laughs> um, over, over the first three games of the season. Um, and, of course, Brad Wing over in Houston and for our last game was against the Ravens. So, yep. you know, that's been one because... Presley's one of those guys, he just had a powerful leg. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, and, and, you know, I look at just from last year to this year, the execution, and, you know, in the preseason, people were kind of bemoaning, like, oh, man, this isn't really a competition. And, you know, because he is, you know, one guy kicks further. I forgot the kid we had in training camp. What was his name? A uh, man.
0: Uh man, brand was it Brandon man? Does that sound Brandon right? Brandon man, man. Brayden, yeah, I think you're right.
2: Yeah, Brandon man, great guy, winner. Um, also he- heck of a heck of a home run champ uh, in the home derby during. That's Brandon right. By the way, that's so right. Finals. Um, no, I'm sorry, went to the semifinals and then got ousted because it was the quarterback show. I was going to say, I think right, I think Trubisky Kenny Yeah, Yep.
0: You know those quarterbacks, they can swing away. I tell you. Oh, no, did we lose Max? Max, are you there? Do you have me? Huh? Huh? All right, here's what we'll do. We'll go to break. We'll get Max on the other side. Bye, week squirrels jumping in here, I tell you. We'll connect with Max uh, during the break, get back rolling here, close out the first hour. Jerry Dulac coming out about a half an hour or so from now with us as well, too. So plenty to get to. You are in the locker room on SNR and ESPN Pittsburgh.
1: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: All right. We, we are back inside the locker room. And we are going for uh, another couple of minutes before we round out into the power hour it has been, uh, it's been fun. I mean, outside, I, I was last talking about Presley Harvin before I was so rudely interrupted by technology. Um,
0: a good job by you remembering there too, Max, I was totally blank in there for a second. Wait, what, yeah. what were we talking about? Squirrels?
2: Yeah, exactly. Squirrels. squirrel. I mean, there, there was a lot of, a lot of shellfish talk and uh, cocktail <laughs> sauce talk in that last segment, but, but yeah, just talking about kind of Brad Wayne coming in and, the job that he's done so far, um, you know, not playing football really for the last couple of years, and just coming in and and really doing a solid job punting in the stead of Presley Harvin and kind of the unsung hero job that that is at the punting position and yeah. what Presley's been able to do for us as far as giving the defense a, you know a decent starting point uh, for all intents and purposes with his, with his kicking ability. And so I was just kind of highlighting that aspect as we're kind of going through, you know, a a full look at the team during this bye week since we have the extra time. um, And we won't really get this again, uh, you know, anytime soon until, you know, end of season playoff time um, to actually have this type of conversation where you kind of take stock and you look at where the guys are, what they've been doing. And really highlights some positions that we don't normally talk about because listen, we always talk about defense, especially when it comes to you know the great defensive players that we have on this squad. Offense, good, bad, ugly, involved, but you rarely talk about special teams. Usually, when you talk about special teams, it's usually because a returner is either popped
0: one, <laughs> somebody or, messed up,
2: <laughs> or somebody has messed up royally. Um, and then and then, you know, for guys like 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 Chris Boswell, like Presley Harvin, um, you know, Christian Koomps, like that, that that that's the holy trinity of special teamers right there. And you don't really focus on them because as long as they're doing their job, almost like an offensive lineman, you know, why do we need to, why do we need to bring attention to it? Right? right. Business as usual. This is what we should expect. But we also know that when things don't go right, first one's to blame. Mm-hmm. Why did this work? Why do we have, Oh, we missed points on the board. Oh, he shanked a punt. Oh, the snap was low. We're always quick to criticize that position. We were very slow to praise that position. So I wanted to make sure that we put a little spotlight and, you know, sprinkle a little love on those guys because they're, they're always so great. And, you know, those are the guys that funny enough because I worked sidelines, right. I'm I am i am usually always in their way at some point, <laughs> at some point, Christian has to give you the little the little nudge over sign. Or, you know, Press like, hey, maxwell we're about to punt here. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. Or Bodzi's like, Hey, sounds good. hey, this is in my path. This is in my path. He's just like, All right. Dang it, where's the kicking net at? When you're not remember. when you're
0: not taking poor Carl out on the sideline when you're all excited about a about a big play. <laughs>
2: Listen, poor Carl. Carl Roser. I, lo- I love Carl. I love Carl. C roll himself. <laughs> um but uh but yeah, Carl Carl, I, I caught him though. I caught him. You I mean, did. Once again, did. most important, I caught him. I did not knock him over. I knocked into him. See, it's into him when you don't actually see the guy fall to the ground.
0: <laughs> it's all in the details. It's all in the details. Yeah, and, and, and,
2: and for all intents and purposes, okay, let's just put it out here in the universe. I am six foot eight, Steelers Nation. I'm a very tall human. Breaking news. So, yeah. So if you are said camera or photographer when you stand and when you come next to me and then you take a knee and you are out of my immediate periphery I forget about you I don't know that you're right by my right foot or my left foot or you know I can see if you're in front of me because I usually try to stay at least a step or two off the yellow line um but then there's moments right where, where me and the parabolic guy are at odds <laughs> because he, he's killing my signal so I step on the yellow line to make sure that he can't step in front of me. Ah. Uh, he could, yeah, because the parabolic guy will just come like, oh, this is a great spot. Let me take the spot right directly in front of the guy that's, yeah. that's watching I see what you're doing here. I'm shorter. Yeah, I'm like
0: – A little victim like, a little dude, victim yeah. blaming here from Max Starks. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean,
2: listen, <laughs> li- li- listen, listen, just just stay out of the way. I mean, listen, listen how often do you go – and stand in front of a water buffalo while it's charging you don't do it right you don't. you don't do that i haven't seen anybody that willingly is like hey i can't wait to step on these train tracks when when the, when the little red and white peppermint stick arms come down no yeah, it doesn't happen it doesn't happen you 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 wait you move aside and clear periphery to see where his directional movement's going and then and then you proceed with caution afterwards Mm-hmm. yeah but but yeah don't bend down next week now alec alec is very good about it. like alec will be who, who's who who works who works our camera for this Ste- uh the mr Steelers balenciaga side. huh yes yes exactly balenciaga. listen
0: his, his name's way too fancy for him to be a Steelers, you know camera guy he needs to be like running a nation or, or some kind of diplomat or something
2: oh absolutely i mean he should definitely be like first man you know somewhere uh <laughs> But but Al but Alec you know Alec comes by is like hey Max hey Max can I get right here I'm like perfect yes I know where you're at and so I am I'm always good with that when you speak and once again it comes down to communication
1: mm-hmm. It comes
2: down to communication but I mean I, I, I can't I can't really uh, I can't really complain too much because I do get one of the best seats in the house and I get to move around from it I don't have to stay stationary so. <laughs> You know, th- this sounds like a champagne problem while I'm reporting the news, of course, but we're now getting into the season where this isn't as champagne It's more like... champagne
0: Yeah, it's
2: more like, its of a freezy-poppy weather uh, starting to come down soon. But I digress. No, <laughs> I i mean... Yeah, you know, and and I wonder, you know, because we got Jerry coming on 1120, so we will have the cool breeze will be blowing by, and it will be interesting, and I'm kind of saving... I think some of the, uh, the Canada talk and the Canada, Canada audio, um, just because I know that we're going to have Jerry who was live there yesterday, uh, talking, talking with everyone. So I don't want to kind of spoil that type of aspect of it. So we are having a little bit more of a round table kind of discussion about everything around the football life and culture and also a personal deep dive. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, exactly. This is a bye week, guys. Hate to tell you this, there's no real. You know, hey, look, we, we can be like everybody no else in
0: that. this building, Max, and take Wednesday through Friday off. I mean, we're still here for the people.
2: That is true. That is true. I mean, listen, listen you and CJ are punching the buttons, and I am on the airwaves with you, so I am appreciative of that of that aspect. I, I think Young you know, Jacobs ta-
0: here in the building. And I, other than that, I think that's about it.
2: Yeah, exactly. We're not seeking comfort, is what we're trying to tell you, Steelers that's Nation. Right. We are here, and you know what? I, I'm gonna say this. How about this? We'll open up the phone lines after Jerry. So the last segment, love it. Uh, we'll open up the phone lines again. Let you guys just come on in, and we and we can kind of chat a little bit. I'm not gonna throw out a key question because right now, um, you know, it's it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> there, we have no access. There's no practices going on. There's nothing to report. We don't know injury statuses. We don't know schematical things, but. We do know that we are here and we you know, we can answer questions you about know, I was gonna, whatever you want to hear. I
0: was going to say, Max, if you want to start next hour before we get to Jerry, um, we could bookend Jerry with some reaction. We could do phone calls on the back end. I have gotten uh, a couple tweets here throughout the show that we could get to to start the second hour if you want.
2: Oh, yeah. Let, let, let's do that. Let's do that. You know, let's step aside first, pay some bills, and then when we come back on the other side, yes, we will get some instant Twitter reactions. Uh, before we have the cool breeze, and then we'll take your calls. Remember, the phone number to dial in is 412 919 1316 if you want to get inside the locker room with Wes and I um, today. And we'll do that after Jerry, but we'll tee it up with some Twitter reactions when we come back here inside the locker room on ESPN SNR Radio. Hey guys, back at the playground
0: again, huh?
1: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah!